0: Today, a tough subject, we won't answer it all. We'll try to say some things. Navigating the huge tensions the, 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 within the church, the elephant in the room, our worldview and our moral issues and Republican Democrats, some of those things, a lot of jokes and sarcasm about the tensions in the church and congregational meetings, but some of them relate to this. The worldview we have. What is it we're trying to get to our kids with and our church? Let's talk about it. I'm Newt Larson. I'm with Jeff Bogue, Jim Brown. You guys are good at this. Let's talk about the hard subject and say what we can. Worldview. How do you feature what we think is the worldview, that the gospel is our treasure and the scriptures are our book?
1: in heaven down in uh, our thinking. And one of the prayers, I, I, I probably spent um, seasons, hours praying, God, please let truth surface from your word. Like how people are trying to find their way and navigate their way through a very tumultuous time, divisive time, whether you're Republican or Democrat or Trump or Biden fan, um, all the tension that's out there. My prayer has been, God, let people see the truth, because the truth sets us free. So bring heaven down to earth so that we can navigate through with what the gospel truly is.
0: And nobody else is doing this but the church, because if they watch whatever news they pick, they're not going to hear a worldview from Scripture.
2: Yeah, this divide is in the church. You you guys are dealing with it. Uh, We are too. And, and the divide—the divide, the divide is—I call it religious nationalism and moral idealism. You know, one side would say, if we could save the country, we could proclaim the gospel. Uh, the other side would say, if we could get all the sins corrected—right, sexism, racism, poverty, those injustices—then we could proclaim the gospel. And what I would be very strong in saying is, the gospel proclaimed is what deals with both of those things. And so you don't start there and work your way to the gospel. You start with your gospel, the gospel and, and work your way out. And we have to clarify this for people, and, uh, and we have to clarify it in our congregations because our congregations are divided right now, uh, and, and you're dealing with these kind of struggles all day, every day, and the answer cannot come from our opinions or our preferences or even our political persuasions. We as leaders must be formed by the gospel and must be formed by the scriptures. And then we're playing out the heart and the mind of Jesus. Jesus would not be elected as a Republican or a Democrat. That's not, he wouldn't make it. So, what is his way? And as his followers, what is the way that we can make it?
1: I, I bet over a hundred times during this, this time, uh, through this whole process and this. Um, As you have listed, religious nationalism, I kept telling our people, the heart of the king is in the hand of God, and he controls it. The the heart of the man isn't in in the hand of the king. And we get that. We think the king will save us on earth when the king from heaven is who rules and saves us. That's where we find our hope. That's where we find our truth.
0: That's where we find our direction. One of the main things that helped me as a young pastor was the, not said much today, but the primary issues and the secondary issues and the tertiary, which is a great word to say, the yeah. tertiary circle. <laughs> that, would you? We don't preach tertiary. You, you can have your opinions on the politics part, but stay with the treasure. How do you keep the gospel and the worldview of Jesus at the center?
1: You get them back in the our world, you know, worldview, what's a worldview, understanding who God is, what he's done, what his plan for the world is, understanding what the word of God says. We have to spend time here to shape our worldview instead of spending time in the newspaper or Fox News or CNN or social media or whomever, our our friend. Uh, This past year, way too many people were influenced by news instead of the good news.
0: Well, let's talk about that part of it, religious nationalism, Get ready to have your feelings hurt. But that's at the center of some people's passion in life. Yeah,
2: the the Church of Jesus Christ, we are not called to save a nation. We are called to build a kingdom. And I'll just say that I mean this lovingly, uh, brothers and sisters, I mean this lovingly. But as a spiritual leader, if you fit cleanly into a political camp, you need to take another look at the Scripture. In the scripture, I will not be, I am not to be defined by my culture. I am not to be defined by a political camp. I am to be defined as a follower, a mimicker, one who is like Christ, and he would not get elected on either side of the aisle. I think you can look at people, the guy that I love in scripture is Daniel. And Daniel, when you look at his governmental service, and you looked at the three, four different administrations that he served, and he always offered himself as as a help, as an encouragement, and unapologetically as the voice of God. And the kings loved him for it, but he never compromised. And I look and I'm like, that's the spiritual leader that we speak truth, we do it in love, we do it with gentleness and respect, but if you can identify my politics because of my preaching, then I'm allowing my preaching to be influenced by something greater than the word of God. And you end up
1: hopeless. The, all the people who banked, other than one camp or another, they banked all their hope in a man. And that man wasn't elected. They went nuts. Your hope is in Jesus Christ.
0: But don't you love our country? I,
2: do, I yeah. am grateful for I'm, our country. Yeah, I'm
1: glad to be born in America. And this where God chose me. And, uh, but... I love Jesus way more than I love anything else.
2: I, you know, I'm going to. In
1: my heaven, my, our, our nationality and our citizenship, citizenship is in heaven, not on earth.
2: I am. I'll get in trouble for this, so I'm prepared. But I, I am grateful for our country. My country. We are we are idealizing something that isn't. My country, is the second leading proprietor of infanticide. We just call it abortion. My country has been greedy. My country is the number one exporter of pornography. pornography. My country, by law, has uh, gone directly against God's directives on marriage, on sexuality, and on morality, by law. And that's without getting into the history of slavery and all those kind of things. We have to have a correct view of our nation, not a romantic view of it, and I am grateful for freedoms. I am beyond grateful for the men and women who have given their lives so that we can have the freedoms that we have. But not at the expense of this. But not at the expense of the Word of God, and I also have to recognize that kingdoms move all the time from righteousness to wickedness, and the, the nation that I live in right now is not the nation that was formed years ago, and I have to recognize that and not be compromised or swayed by it.
0: So one of the reactions is moral idealism, which says if we get everybody to believe this way or take this as the message, <laughs> and we can get off the gospel again. What about moral idealism? Aren't we all moral idealists? I mean, that's, in the,
1: that's in the eye of the beholder. So you, I mean, that could be anybody. Like people rape morality, that can come from them. If they put it in the eye of that person, then we're going to follow what a man thinks is instead of what the Bible says.
2: That's correct. It, it's all Moral idealism, our moral standards come from Scripture. Moral idealism would say, if we could fix this one sin, then the country would be aligned with God. And I would look and say, well, what about that other sin?
1: It, tons of sins. And that one and that
2: one and that yeah. one. So, so moral idealism we have to be careful because uh, we'll, we'll hold that moral ideal to a higher degree of truth than the scripture itself. And when you harp on one moral ideal, you're always, you're always ignoring others. The same people who would say, uh, we need to lean into this moral idea, would call you immoral for not supporting abortion. And so we have to be careful with that and how that affects. And those ideas sometimes are very, very good and right. But those ideas are solved and proven through Scripture. You don't read the idea into the Scripture. And that flipping around is a very dangerous precedent.
0: We need to thank the people in our churches who... Who give themselves to mm-hmm. one of these ideals or two or that's ten. Right. Yeah. that's right. Whether it's racism or babies or well, there's so many. But you're saying don't make it the center of your message or don't take your slant just to one side.
2: If you look at, if you take your church and any of those moral ideas and say our church is about this, the minute that you say it's about this and that this is other than Christ and the gospel, That is not the ultimate purpose of the church. When you say that we're about Christ and the gospel and the gospel addresses this idea and being conformed to the gospel is the solution to this idea. You elevate the gospel. You elevate the gospel, you don't elevate the idea. The same thing's true with religious nationalism. Does the country need to turn back to God? Of course it does. How do we do that? We don't do that through elections. We do that through transformation of the gospel influencing the people who are elected. So say something
0: in closing about Jesus Christ as the center of your worldview and your personal commitment.
2: I I would say very strongly that we are to be formed by Christ, have the mind of Christ, and where our minds and our hearts are to be renewed and informed by Christ. And as a Christ follower, if I'm spending three, six hours a day on talk radio on podcasts, on the news, and getting five minutes, if any time, in God's Word, the wrong thing is filling up my mind and therefore filling up
1: my heart. Yeah, turn off the news and read the good news. I mean, simplify. If you're being consumed with only the news and not being consumed with the good news, you're heading in the wrong direction.
2: And if if our heart breaks for the change in our country— and it's not breaking for the broken people who are demanding that change. We've got our hearts flipped around and and they're not reflecting the love of Jesus.
0: He's the only one that can change our eternity and our daily life. He's the only one who could have made this universe so vast. He's the only one who made our minds from scratch, our brains and our hearts. And he's the Lord that we need personally and every country. You're with Pastor Pedia. We want to stay with Jesus Christ as the center of our worldview and our Savior and Lord. Jim Brown, Jeff Bogue, Newt Larson, thank you very much.